Hello everybody, you are listening to Thunk It, where I dive into some of the unsaid theories and concepts governing our lives and what they really mean. Hi guys, thanks for tuning in to the very first episode of Thunk It. My name is Adia and today I'm going to be talking about something known as the extrovert ideal. Now, this, this concept in itself has been quite commonplace and ingrained in our society for a very very long time and something we take for granted. Now I'm sure you guys are familiar with the terms extroversion and introversion but we will go ahead and expand and talk about the extrovert ideal. So to give a quick overview, extroversion and introversion are the most I guess popularized personality types these days and they fall within a spectrum wherein both of them are on the extreme ends. So in extroversion we're talking about people who get their energy from socializing, being around people, talking to people, that sort of thing, right? They just need constant social stimulus in order to keep them fulfilled. That's the sort of individual. And on the other end of it, we've got the introverted people. Now, these are the type of people who get their energy and they find solace in solitude, right? You enjoy a good book, you prefer staying home to going to a party and you just enjoy your own company. Just make sure you don't confuse introversion with shyness okay because shyness while those two things can co-occur they're very different things shyness we're talking about a dislike for social interaction introverts need not necessarily dislike it but they prefer the solitude now yeah shyness can even occur with um, extroversion so there's no short shot rule even though there might be higher correlation rates of shyness and introversion you know, and that makes and that makes perfect sense. But you can't have a causation over there. So when we talk about the extrovert ideal, what we're talking about is an ideal personality type that has been sort of decided by the society. But you know, it's not necessary that this personality type is here to stay forever, our ideals, in fact, are constantly, constantly changing. If you look at pop culture in itself, it's just had so many different variations and different things that have been idealized over time. But this personality type has been around for quite a long time. And I want to evaluate why that really is. So the first theory that pops into my head, and it's quite intuitive, right, is when you think about collectivism, when collectivism was the mainstream form of societal structure. Of course, now we're moving away from that norm, but let's just go back to when people lived in smaller communities, you grew up there, you had this, you know, um, in-group of people that you were always around and you had to get along with. So a lot of people might say that, of course, you need you need these extroversion traits in order to get along with these people and always be a part of a certain community. That's that's not what, you know, you need in individualism. But really, if you look at it, the extrovert 
trait has become even more ideal as we moved to an individualistic society. And that is, of course, as a result of industrialization, that people have moved away from their small little communities and gone to big cities, dealing with lots and lots of people. And, right, and it's not necessarily for, I think, not just for having an in-group. Of course, you need extroversion for that. But that's a very, very different kind of extroversion that we um, need. But what we value is not the same. Right, so what we need to have an in-group, right, is is an extroversion that you have over time. This this group of people will be with you for a very long time, but the extroversion that we value is, you know, a very fast, quick, rapid-paced extroversion. In that you need to talk to strangers, you need to have a good impression on them, you need to, you know, just blow them over. You need to be so absolutely um, scintillating and marvelous that you just blow them away with everything that you say and all your first impressions. So that's that's not really the extroversion that you need to have an in-group, right? That's the sort of extroversion that you need to sell, to, um, I, I don't know, sell yourself, to sell a product, whatever it is. And that's what that's really valued in industrialization. Industrialization was, in fact, you know, the rise of careers such as businessmen and salespeople. And these are the sort of people who need you, who, who need to be this extroverted person. And that's well and good, right? That's a good trait for someone in that career to have. And I guess to some extent, you do need to be extroverted. But not not fully, but I guess you need to find some joy in interacting with strangers, right? Otherwise, what's the point of it? And now if you if you look at the modern day, a little bit more into the future, in the current day, if you've ever applied for a job, then you might have heard these terms of, you know, building your brand and you need to be able to work in a fast-paced environment. You need to be a team player. You need to be able to communicate effectively all the time. It's just over-communication, over-interaction, just a lot, a lot, a lot of people skills is what they really want. And you wonder why that is. Is that really... Is that really that is something that's needed for the job? Because, because if you look at it, someone who is maybe working as um, I don't know in HR or in as a receptionist, sure that person does need to have people skills, right? But if someone is working a normal desk job and maybe they're a programmer, maybe they do some graphic design, whatever it may be. These things, do they really need people skill? Do they need people skill to such an extent that we value, right? I think what we're doing is we're hyper-inflating the value of the models. So we have certain models who can be anyone, you know, from TV show hosts to celebrities to someone you know, like your teachers or maybe other people who are in a figure of authority. So these are the ideal people that we're really following. But are those the characteristics you need to to perform well in your role, right? That's not necessary that this characteristic is the only one that will allow you to perform. 
if you look at um the environment that we're fostering in let's stick with workplaces we're moving away from walls we need to have glass doors we need to have constant constant meetings even in the middle of a pandemic you need to always be in the call always be on a zoom meeting it's it's absolutely unnecessary and if you are an introverted person you're not likely to flourish in that environment because what you enjoy is solitude where you get your work done is alone without the constant interference of people yet 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 everywhere the the standard is is becoming the same almost where you need to be this this ideal sort of person right and there are a lot of other issues which come with that and the most i think the the most common one whether you're an extrovert or an introvert that you're going to face is the imposter syndrome or an inferiority complex i think you guys are quite familiar with these terms um the imposter syndrome is essentially um a lack of belief in your own skill you feel like you don't really fit in you are not as good as the others who are doing the same job and you know same thing with the inferiority and why that has really become so common and so many people struggle with it is because the ideal person that you're modeling against maybe the skill is not that great you don't know what they're really selling is themselves their brand and you know their ability to talk their ability to socialize and sort of charm the audience and that's not really what's necessary for your job it's it's absolutely ridiculous you know too many extroverts spoil the broth now that being said i don't want to claim that extroversion is just completely horrible and everyone should be an introvert that's um not the way to go there are pros and cons of everything and remember that everybody is on a spectrum if you were on like either extreme ends of it um you'd probably not be a mentally sane person right you need both of these things introverts need socialization and extroverts need alone time these are things that are both necessary but we're talking about the ideals of society here Now personally I identify as an introvert and one story that I've heard many many times and have experienced it myself firsthand is that of the school environment in which I grew up and most people grew up does not really reward introversion it just criticizes it I cannot tell you the number of times I've gone to a parent teacher conference where all the feedback that i've gotten is you know your student the student is great you're doing good in the um class you've got good grades blah 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 but but you're not socializing enough with your peers you're not talking to them all the time you only have very few friends uh one or two friends who you like to hang out with but you don't um talk to the remaining peers and i find that quite problematic because why is it that we are so set on always socializing why is it the only skill that is being taught to the children it doesn't make sense when there are pros and cons of both and 
Um, I would like to think that they're quite balanced in terms of the pros, then why is it that introversion is not rewarded? The only, I guess, semblance of introversion that I would see, if you could even call it that, is when you're asking, when the teachers ask, please stop talking, just please stop talking, listen to what I have to say. Um, that, I guess, is the only piece I found in classroom environments that were hyperactive at least. Now that of course isn't introversion. Um, we're not teaching kids about self-reflecting, we're not teaching them about um, thinking, organizing your thoughts before you talk. No, we're just talking about this constant need to socialize with everyone and presenting a social self. Now your social self, I want to talk about this a little bit more, is I think, quite different from your personal self. And I don't think it necessarily should be. It's just that we've structured our socializations in such a way that we've had to build a social self. Now, social media in itself is, of course, a whole example of its own. But even in person, we do have a persona that we put forth um, the one we display to the world and the one we don't. I think um, in my personal life, what I've found is uh, when I find myself in very large gatherings of people in parties full of strangers, of course, there is a, uh, the social self that I put forth, um, the kind I think would be liked by everyone and the kind that, you know, everyone else would get along with. Now, this is not to say it's completely different and I'm some sort of, um, uh, you know, a different personality altogether, but it is a variation of what I would be like alone versus what I would be like with people. Now, this is in large gatherings, but when I'm with my closest friends, the ones I've known for years and years, and they're part, very much a part of my in-group, I don't feel the need to pull up a social front. I don't care whether or not something I say um, will offend them or, you know, they'd like or not like. It's just very natural and organic. And I think that's the sort of communities and social groups that we should be building. But really, when we put forth um, social media and... Um, the kind of models that we have at the moment that are just so, so focused on um, being, I don't know, I don't know what it is that they're trying to be, just selling themselves, being um, marketable to people. That's the kind of people that we're building. And that's well and good for celebrities, right? They're, they are, I guess, this far off being. But when your real-life people, your, your real-life friends start becoming like them. Um, they, feel the, they feel the need to be like them. Then I don't think that you are actually forming quality relationships. I actually do think that introverts are able to form more quality relationships and extroverts are more able, able to form more of them altogether, of, but they are of lower quality, right? And um, that's for a very good reason, because, you know, quality trumps quantity, as we've discussed many times. Now, um, heading to this point of having a social self, 
I've heard a lot of people talk about being true to themselves, being who they are, being, um, you know, just a reflection of all their inner thoughts. And that's what really helps people bond. Having this social self is, I think, very similar to changing your personality in a way. I think it's very fake it till you make it in that if you do it for long enough, if you are your social self for extended periods of time, you somewhat start becoming like them. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing or... um, Of course, people's personalities are prone to change and who they are prone to change. But really, that wasn't your original agenda, I think. Um, A lot of the people I know have, um, I guess, you know, the, the, the people I do know and the people they are on social media is absolutely different. And if I ever, if I were ever to show someone's profile to a complete stranger, someone they did not know, I don't think it, that um, the stranger would be able to give a predict, a good prediction of what this person is like. So, if social media is really being um, used for what it's intended, i.e., to socialize, I don't think it's serving the purpose. Social media now is essentially marketing. And um, yeah, that's about it. All I see is advertisements um, and advertisements and more advertisements of things I really, really don't want to see. Even when you're trying to escape it, you really can't. So overall, what I'm saying about this idea of your social self is that society and its inherent value of the extrovert ideal has propelled individuals into the creation of this social self. There's always going to be a social self, don't get me wrong, whether or not um, you are super close with that group of people or not. But the extent to which that social self varies is going to diminish greatly if, if you are true to yourself and not conforming to these standards. You know, and it's similar to any standard set by society, beauty standards, um, first one that comes to mind, um, how fat you should be, how thin you should be, how smart you should be, how dumb you should be. And these things are, are I think, very often talked about. But I've never heard people um, talking about extroversion and introversion so openly as they do talk about beauty standards. And I think that is something that should be happening. Why is it that extroverts are the only ones who are given the ideal personality type? Why are they so highly valued in our community, even if they might not be contributing uh, as much as introverts? In fact, if you, I think there are some studies done and you will see some correlation between IQ and introversion. But Based on the people I do know, most people in charge of big companies or spokespersons of companies, they're very extroverted. Why that is, is um, I, think, I think it makes um, sense in some way because the leaders, of course, need to be extroverted. But the, the IQ and introversion correlation, I think, comes from more time within yourself. You spend more time self-reflecting, thinking about things, being with your own thoughts. 
And that's what allows you to become a more critical thinker, I would say. Um, Whereas extroverts don't really get that opportunity if you're constantly in conversation with somebody else and listening to somebody else's thoughts. And there's also the fact of the quality of conversation. Right? If, if you are in conversation with yourself or with one or two people that you're really close with all the time, the quality of conversation is going to be a lot higher because you're going to be discussing, first of all, a wide variety of themes, of course. And secondly, you're going to be building arguments on bases that you've already established. Whereas if you're an extrovert, what you're going to be doing half the time is... Um, I guess if you're talking to strangers for a lot of the time, you're going to be introducing yourself, talking about the same couple of things um, over and over again. And I guess a lot of it is going to be uh, revolving around social stories, what I find. Um, There's a lot of social stories that happen just because you have had a lot more social experience than someone who is an introvert. So, of course, you're likely to talk about things you have experience with. So I think that's where the IQ and personality type trait correlation comes in. It makes complete sense. So my point here is, uh, I think I've made it a couple of times now, but just to repeat, it's very simple um, that introversion and extroversion should be held on the same level ground in that the value that you derive from both is of course same and just because someone is more extroverted with the same skill set they should not be valued more than someone who is introverted the extroverted parts of um, maybe a job are separate from the introverted parts of the job all of that being said now i'd like to go ahead to how we can really resolve the problems that we have discussed now obviously you guys listening are individuals and you can't single-handedly change the views and opinions of the world so that the extrovert ideal is no longer the ideal. So what can you really do to improve your individual life is what we're going to talk about. And these um, sort of tips or solutions are applicable to both uh, introverts and extroverts. So point number one is Build an environment for your needs and actively seek it in the places you're going to be. Now, what that really means is whether it be your career or whether it be at home, try to build an environment that is met for your needs. For introverts, try to seek offices and career spaces which allow you to work by yourself in peace and not constant harassment of meetings. And for extroverts, the opposite of that, seek careers and prospects which allow you to be with people and allow you to work alongside people from different backgrounds, from different cultures and so on and so forth. And secondly, my tip is, which I think will be very useful, is to have very, very strong in-groups. In-groups are, if you're not clear already, a small circle of people that you're very good friends with or it can be your family that you feel very close with. For introverts, what this does is it serves your need for socialization because as we've discussed, introverts do need socialization as well, just to a lower extent. 
So this group of people will make you feel comfortable and allow you to have long-lasting relationships. And similarly, even for the extroverts, I'd recommend a strong, smaller in-group where you can really take a moment to self-reflect people you feel close with and I recommend you at least um, have spend some time with them without other people in it, right? Don't add third-party members into your group every now and then and just hang out with a set of in-group people that you enjoy so that you can really have discussions of depth and be able to self-reflect on yourself, have a platform or environment in which you can share your problems or discuss whatever it is that you want to discuss. But because it's important to dive into um, your own thoughts as well once in a while. For um, for the extroverts, um, again, take also time to self-reflect, to separate yourself from the social self, right? It's important that uh, you're not turning into your social self because unless of course that is what you want to do I don't think it should be so you need to um, stay true to yourself in that you're not um, always your social self but take breaks and I think that in-group will help you be your personal self as well and for the introverts my last point Uh, to quickly wrap up is to make sure that you try your best to actively detect when the extrovert ideal is being upheld by the people around you in your community and you try to reject it as best as you can. Now this doesn't mean you can't be around people who are of the other belief and you must you know sever all ties with them of course not but One thing you can do is try to educate the people around you, but even if they can't, um, try to keep in mind that the models of the world keep, keep changing. What once is valued, was valued, may not be valued in the future, and not being true to your introvert self is actually likely to be more detrimental than being... uh, than being a social self because you won't be performing at your ideal level whether it be in terms of work productivity personal projects or general happiness because this will allow you to be in your comfort zone and uh, be able to produce what it is so thank you guys for listening and i will see you in the next episode